Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Well, hello again. And we are, this is Steve Wilson. Once again, we're still journeying through the book of Matthew. It's been a long journey. We're a little over halfway through, so we've still got a ways to go. Um, But, you know, it's been a very interesting journey. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have too. We have now progressed into chapter 16. We covered the first uh, four verses um, of Matthew chapter 16, and um, Jesus had just finished an an encounter with the Pharisees and Sadducees um, with regard to them looking for a sign, and he was kind of uh, berating them because they have this, you know, the ability to to read the signs of the weather and that sort of thing. And he's telling them, but, you know, you can't read the signs of the times. You can't read spiritual signs, and yet you're supposed to be great spiritual leaders. So anyway, um, and then he refers back, of course, to the story of uh, Jonah. And so we talked about that. I hope you were able to catch that. If not, maybe you can go back and pick it up. Anyway, we are now in uh, verse 5. Uh, they have departed the area where this encounter occurred, and they have gone out onto the Sea of Galilee, and they are porting in once again. And it says in verse 5, And when uh, his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Now, that <clears throat> doesn't necessarily mean they went directly across the sea. It's just that they had gone out to sea and, um, you know, came to port somewhere else on the sea or on land, but it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, they, you know, they, they've gone out. So now they're landing, um, and they're departing the boat. And uh, it, it just mentions that they had forgotten to take bread. Okay, sounds like no big deal. It's kind of a setup for what's about to come. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting when you hit a situation like that, you know, they're beginning to talk about physical food and of course, they did that before, and in fact, it, as we read through here, you'll see that it mentions both the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000 um, situation where God provided food. But, you know, when, when, you know when, when it comes to a situation that begins to talk about physical things, you know there's a spiritual message coming. There's a spiritual application to pretty much every God, everything God does. And, of course, in our lives, um, when we look at the physical things that happen here on earth, there's always a spiritual application. Unfortunately, we as human beings tend not to look for it. You know, we just kind of take things as they are. We just kind of float through life. And, um, you know, we don't really 
consider that this life is just a precursor of our eternal life. And I, I'm looking so forward someday to being in heaven and uh, spending all eternity there and actually getting a full grip of what this life is. You know, we have, we put so much emphasis on what we do here because it's all we know. And it's, it's all we're designed to know. And, and we know that our bodies only last so long. And, and, and so, you know, we try to pack as much into this life as we possibly can. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with just enjoying life. But it's very easy as human beings to forget what this life really is all about. I mean, it really is all about serving God. And, and the disciples here in this simple little verse kind of points that out. I mean, their, their concern is food. You know, they're witnessing all these great things that Jesus did. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're right there. I, I've always, always wondered, you know, what it would have been like to actually be in the presence of Jesus and what the, watch these things unfold. So these disciples did that, and yet we see time and time again their focus reverts back to this life we live, this physical life, and we get so bent out of shape here on earth about things that happen, you know, people and relationships and all that sort of thing. And it's not that those things are not important, but I think we get, we, we put a lot more importance on that than, than we really should. So here these disciples are traveling with Jesus and they're worried about food. You know, we, we forgot to bring food. And, and, and so, you know, we'll get into that. I don't want to say too much just yet. I want to say some for these following verses. But, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're worried about food. And, and, and so Jesus responds to them in verse 6. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So he's attempting to give a spiritual application here. Um, he's, they, they just came out of this whole ordeal, you know, not long ago about the feeding of the, the, uh, the multitudes. And uh, there's the spiritual application of that. And so he's trying to, he's trying to point them back to the things that they really need to be concerned about. And, you know, there's so many things in this life that, that are misleading. There's so many false prophets out there. Uh, so many people teaching things that just are not true. But they're, they're, very, they're very smooth. They're very smart about how they do it. And it's, you see millions of people falling for the lies that are out there. That's why we have so many different religions and denominations and cults and practices and all that sort of thing. It's just endless. And it's simply because Satan is clever. Satan is smart and he is very deceiving. And he's, he's you know, mankind very often is easily deceived. And it's a lot because we're more focused on the things of earth than we are the things of God. And so, the, you know, the disciples in verse 7, it says, and they reason among themselves, saying, it's because we've taken no bread. They're still thinking in the physical. They're, they're still focusing on the fact that, well, we brought no food, so we need to be careful what we eat here. We don't want, 
we don't want to be poisoned or we don't want to eat something that's not going to be good for us and that sort of thing. <clears throat> They're still thinking about the physical. And so Jesus in verse 8, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O, uh, o ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because ye have brought no bread? I think it's interesting that he says, O ye of little faith, because they're, you know, they're not trusting Jesus to teach them. Um, they're thinking he's just worried. He's worried about the physical the same as them, you know, and he's, he's trying to tell them, look, don't you know who I am? I'm the son of God. And where, where is your faith? That Your faith teaches you that. And yet you, you think I'm, I'm, I'm just man and all I'm concerned about is food. Of course, that's not the case. And... Uh, you know, I kind of get the sense that he's a little bit bothered here by me because these are the people that are closest to him. These are the disciples. These are the ones that travel with him day in and day out. Um, they, they should know more by now. And he, and he begins to point those things out. In verse 9, he says, Do you not understand, neither remember the five loaves uh, of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousands and how many baskets you took up. We're saying, look, <clears throat> why are you concerned about food? We, you know, we've crossed this bridge before. We've been there and done that. What makes you think I'm not going to do that again? You actually worried about what you're going to put in your bellies when I've shown you that I'm going to meet your needs. Man, there's so much in life that we forget to give God credit for what he does. So, so many things in life that we have that we take for granted, and we don't realize that those, those things come from God. God does meet our needs. We, we, live, we live in a wonderful country where you know, we have so much available to us. We don't know what it's like to do without. Um, but God meets our needs, and yet you know, we fret and we worry and you know, we plan for the future and all that things, all those things, as if God has forgotten us, forgotten about us. God loves us. God cares for us. And, you know, he talks about the sparrow and how he cares for the sparrow. Why would he forget humanity, you know, when he values us so much more highly? Um, God is always going to take care of us if we just trust him and do his will. You know, as, as long as I've always said this, as, as long as we are willing to serve God, as long as we're in the center of His will, as long as He's got a job for us to do and we're willing to do it, He's going to protect us. We've become virtually invincible. He, he's not going to allow any things, anything to destroy us if He's got something for us to do. So we must always be focusing on the fact that, that we're, you know, we need to be doing God's will. And if we do that, God's going to make sure we're taking care. He's going to give us what we need in order to accomplish what He wants us to do. Now, the other thing, kind of as a side note, I want to make mention here. I mean, this is a, a very important little passage because a lot of people get that feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000 confused, and they think they're, that they're contradictory, that they're um, conflicting reports. They're not. They're two separate events, and this passage proves that. He mentions them separately. He says, look, don't you, for, don't you remember me feeding the 5,000? And don't you remember me feeding the 4,000? Those are, were two separate events. They're not the same event. So if somebody ever tries to challenge you and tell you that 
there's a contradiction in God's word with regard to that. Point them to this passage right here and, and, and you know, let them know that they're, they're two separate incidents. And so then in verse 11, he then turns to the spiritual and he says, How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? He said, Don't you understand? I'm not talking about food. Don't you understand that I'm concerned that you're going to fall prey to the lies of the devil? That you're, you're going to listen to the things that he has is trying to teach and, and be confused by them. You know, there's so many Christians. And, and I say Christians because I, you know, I travel around in a singing group and, and, of course, in different preaching events and different things like that. And I, and I meet people all over who, who are not the same denomination I am. They, I'm a Baptist, obviously. And, they, and I'm, I meet people who are charismatic. Um, I meet people who have different beliefs who both claim they're Baptists. But, you know, you have predestination and free will. You know, that's, there's a conflict there. I believe, I've met people who think you can lose your salvation. Of course, you got to speak in tongues to get the Holy Ghost, you know, and you got all this crazy stuff. But, but I know they're Christians. You know, I, buy, I know by their walk and I know by the things that, that they believe. And I know they have the Holy Spirit within them. Um, and, and so I'm convinced that they're Christians. So I meet people who, but who are children of the king, and yet they're confused by false doctrine. And that just tells me how slick the devil is and how smart the devil is and how easily confused a Christian can be. And folks, don't ever think that you're exempt because uh, Satan can mislead the best of us. And, you know, I've... I've fallen prey to his lies before and then later found out the truth. Um, you know, we've we got to be careful about, you know, what happens, you know, what we encounter in our life and what we fall prey to. Search the scriptures. Search out people who are wise in the things of God. People who can guide you. Because then in verse uh, 12, it says, then understood they how he bade them not beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine, the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Look, Satan will use anything to confuse you with regard to the things of God, and in this case, even food. Um, get you to focus on the things of life, the things, physical things uh, of this world, and place them ahead of the things of God. Look, there's... There's a spiritual application to everything in life. Look for it. Understand that even the small things that we encounter in life teach us of God. Just look around, look at nature. You can see the handiwork of God. Look at the food on your table and be aware that God has provided it for you. Look at the clothes on your back and understand that God has orchestrated that. You know, understand that God wants you to draw close to Him and wants you to understand His truth. Find yourself a good church. Find yourself a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that's going to stick with Scripture and teach you truth. Search it out and understand that God has great things for you. And never turn back to the things of the world. Know that God loves you.
and he'll be with you always. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.